I like those. You may have noticed, Vita. I'm now putting them in the episode description so the players like fisticuffs uh, can see what we're talking about without having to actually listen to the whole thing. He he says that my fluff is too much fluff. Hey, Wardod, what's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Hey, I believe I'm just double checking. Not entirely one thousand percent sure, but I'm pretty sure you owe me two hundred million steel. Just saying, you know, just just nineteen markers. Just a thing, maybe <laughs> two hundred million steel. Hey, quick question for you. <laughs> yes. So. Well, we lost you. <laughs> when yeah. you're running Kurt Gala, who do you run as the captain? All right, I I I list you there, man. Uh, g- go ahead. What do you got? I, I didn't hear what your question was. When you're on Mud Bottas with a full Armada crew, when you're running Kurt, Spock, and Gala, who do you run as your captain? So, you know, this question has actually come up. There has been some argument about Spock as captain. I don't do that. All right, I run Kirk because I want the stat boost to Spock, because I believe that survivability is 1,000% the most important thing when it comes to these Armadas, okay? The Mud Matas, listen, we've talked about this before. The damage that is thrown by a Mud Mata is so low that you literally could have infinite survivability. I mean, it, that's why small Stellas can kill these things, okay? That's why a 200,000 ship can kill... Uh, a four million armada because you outlast it. So the reason that that I believe in Kirk is because he is literally improving the life of your shields. That's why because he boosts the stats of the defense. Well, he boosts all stats, but the defense gets a stat boost. Therefore, Spock is getting an ability boost, and that's letting your shields last longer. I know that there there have been some people who have asked me if they thought Spock was better as captain. I personally don't believe it. I did try, and I believe that I did better with um, with, with Kirk as captain. Because here's the thing. All Spock does as captain is increases the accuracy of the ship by 15% at the beginning of each round. The accuracy is only one of three parts of the opponent's mitigation. Okay? And... Just for curiosity, and I did do this math one time. Shout out Quirky Zombie. All right, if you guys haven't seen Quirky Zombie's website, um, check that out because that's where you can actually calculate mitigation. All right, so if I go over and I did this, I'm pretty sure that you don't need that much extra accuracy. All right, let's look in Carpinen real quick. Uh, And I'm going to just find... I've done this test. Good. I hope your results are synonymous with mine. It only works on the really low stat on the really low armadas because they have low stats. Once you hit the big ones, it doesn't matter because it's all research. Um, that's true, and and you got to think your M research is getting up pretty high too. So let's take a look uh, real quick. I'm looking at a 35 uncommon, and we're going to be looking at dodge. Right, we're looking at dodge because that's what accuracy directly affects. Is dodge? It's 113,000. All right, 113,000. Now, the thing is, with good uh, Mud Mata research, with good Stellar research, you probably have 113. Here, let me let me repair my best Stella because it's still dead from where I got raided. Uh, <laughs> hang on a second. Uh, what is happening here? Why does that say... Re- oh, my goodness. I never finished. 
you know what? On this particular computer, I never updated the client. I still have that speed up bug. Remember the ship speed up thing where you had the both the speed up blue buttons? <laughs> I never updated the client on this machine, apparently. All right, uh, let me repair my Stella super quick. And I just want to take a quick look at what... Now, granted, this Stella is Tier 9, okay? It's ready to be scrapped. It's full Tier 9. And my research is is 89, so I may not be the right person to answer this question because my research is pretty high. All right, if I've got Kirk, Spock, Khan, which is what I run. Kirk, Spock, Khan. My attack... Yeah, see, you know what? Research is doing this. So my accuracy is only 3,556. Uh, that's the base value of the ship. But my research is just getting me so much more than that. I bet it's I bet it's arguable that I'm above forty one uh, that I'm above one hundred and thirteen thousand. I bet that yeah, you're right, Gripster. The M research doesn't seem to reflect in the static stats of the ship, and that makes sense. A lot of that stuff is base, um, and then the stellar research is coming in afterwards in battle. So it, it would be an interesting you know, mathematical equation to look at that and see what my accuracy would be. But you got to remember, here's the key. All right. Once your penetration exceeds the mitigation on that exact line. Okay. So accuracy to dodge shield pierce to shield deflection, armor pierce to armor. Those are the three lines. Okay. That's how mitigation is calculated. Accuracy has nothing to do with shield deflection or armor. Nothing. Zero. Zilch. Accuracy only affects dodge. So the moment your accuracy exceeds dodge, then it that's it. It does not matter. It, 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 as you build, if your accuracy is less than dodge, as you close the gap, the opponent's mitigation drops. Okay, But once you cross the threshold, and you can see this on Quirky Zombie's website, and uh, it, it's available in my graphics room if you search for zombie. Um, once your penetration exceeds their mitigation, the change in their overall mitigation is literally next to zero. It, it might be a couple hundredths or a tenth of a point. It's very, very low. That that The whole point is to exceed their mitigation. Once you do that, then that's all you really got to do. That's the whole point of Kang. You got it. I mean, that's why you use them. That's the whole point of Kang. It's, I mean, uh, Kang. Uh, it's the whole point of Charvenik. It's the whole point of Marcus. Okay? Kang is for ar- accuracy and dodge. Marcus is for shield pierce and shield deflection. And Charvenik is for armor pierce and armor. That's why those three officers are so lethal against those particular ships. All right? If you take a look, uh, and, and this goes into another question about the battle triangle. Okay, or not another question, but another uh, observation, another teaching point. Dodge is the primary defensive mitigation stat, or primary, for an interceptor. Okay, the accuracy is the primary penetration for an explorer. Thus, folks, why the battle triangle exists. Okay, it's not some magical thing that just says explorers are supposed to beat interceptors. It's mathematical. All right. So an explorer, if you look all right here, um, you know what? Uh, oh God, I can't do this the way I've got it set up. I don't think. Um, let me think about this for, for just a second. 
Uh, yeah, I don't think you... Okay, that's not going to work. I was trying to think of how I could screen share while I'm still in voice. I don't think I can because I'm on two different computers. I've got my voice on one computer and another on another. But, but here, let me do this. I'll just show you some screenshots, okay? Um, let me find somebody that I could just scan their ship in a little PvP scanning. I'm sure I can find somebody floating around somewhere. I just need to find a blue ship out here, a blue warship somewhere. Gosh, look at all these zeros. Okay, here's one. All right. Oh, nope. That's a freighter. That's a survey ship. Mm, gosh, where are all the warships, server 15? You bunch of miners. Anyway, yeah. Um, okay, nope. That's a... Well, that's a hostile. I can't scan a hostile if I'm not in the same system. I thought I could always scan a hostile. That's stupid. Mm, 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 mm. All right, let me see. Here's a couple of bases. Let me see if they got ships in dock. Nope, no ship in dock. All right, I'm struggling to illustrate my point, but but my point is simple. Okay, uh, my point is simple. If you if you take if you scan if you go you get a buddy. All right, and scan your explorer your enterprise for example against their ship like scan it and then click the little i button all right so that you can see the information like see the statistics and all that stuff you'll see okay just scroll down look at your attack look at their defense all right and then you're going to be able to compare those figures and and the idea is just simply to exceed their numbers in all three categories if you exceed their numbers in all three categories you win the mitigation battle Okay. Now, keep in mind, if it's a Stella against a Mudmata, you're not seeing, you know, a lot of that research because a lot of that research is battle-activated research. All right. I know, like for example, if you look at your enterprise and just scanning it as somebody else's enterprise, you're going to see a lot of your research. But what you don't see, for example, is the research benefit or or the statistical benefit of Kang, Marcus, or Charvenik. Okay, so if you're and that's because those are combat abilities. All right. The stellar research is largely combat abilities. All right. Almost all because it's conditional. It's against Eclipse traders or against Eclipse hostiles or, you know, I mean, because there's nothing there's hardly anything in there that is against all ships. Okay, so and yes uh while gripster says the m number can be artificially inflated by non-combat abilities that's true but you got to remember it's still a good general indicator because a lot of those researches have dependencies all right so a lot of those researches have dependencies that require you to do at least some of the combat research before you get you know all the way up to highway robbery level 10 or something like that okay so um anyway the point is with mitigation is to exceed your opponent's mitigate your opponent's mitigation stats in all three categories. If you do that, and again, you can play with this on Quirky's website. If you plug in those numbers and you exceed those numbers, their mitigation is going to be very, very low, extremely low. And that is the whole mathematical secret behind mitigation. It has nothing to do with the fact that it's an enterprise going against a D four. Okay, it's because the D four has higher dodge. All right. Uh, or sorry, yeah, it has higher dodge, therefore lower shield deflection, and the Enterprise 
has higher accuracy. And and that's why. Accuracy and dodge. Okay. Thank you, Captain Planets, for example. Appreciate you showing that up there. All right. Uh, and this, by the way, is on a Sally. A Sally versus an auger. Okay. So we take a look here. You've got uh, on an auger. T- t- first of all, let's look at your Sally. Let's look at your Sally. And he's got the attack window shown up. Okay. So armor pierce, which is 58,000. Shield pierce at 5,800. Accuracy at 6,800. Okay. The reason those are staggered is because an interceptor's primary attack is armor piercing. That is why it goes good against uh, against a, an auger, for example, which is a battleship. Okay, because it has higher armor piercing. But take a look at the at the battleship. What's its primary defense? Its primary defense is armor. Okay, now looking at this screenshot right here, obviously looks like he won this battle, not by much, but he did win this battle. All right, if you went down and looked at some of your attack stats, I would imagine that his mitigation. All right, let me look at his crew. Oh, God, that's a terrible crew. Anyway, whatever. Uh, If you take a look at his mitigation, his mitigation is actually probably going to be relatively low. All right, because you exceeded him in shield pierce. Well, here, let's do this. Uh, I'll load Quirky Zombie's website, and we'll plug in these stats right here. Quirky Zombie, Quirky Zombie. Let me find it, find it, find it. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right, <clears throat> let's load up these figures right now from this battle in Quirky's website. So you are the attacker. You have 58,000 armor piercing. You got 5891 and 6891. Uh, your opponent has 64,000 armor, shield deflection at 2892 and 3305 dodge. The ship type that you're defending against is a battleship, and voila. What did I just say? I said his mitigation is going to be relatively low, and voila. Uh, why did that not post? Hang on. Voila. 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 There it is. All right. His mitigation was relatively low. Why? Because Captain Planets was able to close the gap. He was able to close the gap in the one category that he didn't win it in. Now, let's let's keep everything the same. Let's say his armor piercing was only 25,000. Okay? Let's say it was half of that. Let's say it was only 25,000. What happens to mitigation? Okay, look here. There you go. Mega higher, 55% of your damage just floating off into space. Now, let's pretend that Sally was running Charvenic. By the way, what does Charvenic do, everybody? Charvenic increases armor piercing by a percentage value of health. Increases armor piercing. That's already the Sally's strong point, right? So, he was 58,000. Let's say he's able to get it to 68,000. Okay? 68,000, which is barely in excess. All right? But it is in excess. All right? Down to 32%. And, God, that's not posting again. Down to 32%. Thank you, Captain Planets. You're using Corky Zombie's website. It's actually 33%. But, uh, yeah. All right? Now, if you got 32% in your battle logs, then there was probably an officer ability somewhere that, that got it. Uh, Captain Planet says 32% is the lowest it can go. Actually, I'm not 100% sure that's true. 
Maybe in PvP. I think I've gotten lower mitigation than that before, but it might have been in PvE. I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure I've gotten I've gotten mitigation down to like 20% before. 19-20%. Yeah, I, I've gotten it down to like 19-20%, I think. Medieval Knight says, I think it's around 22%-ish is the lowest. I'll have to check my nerd notes. Uh, here, let me let me do this. Let's increase armor piercing up to 150,000. Um... Well, yeah, gosh, 10,000, 15,000. Yeah, you know what? You may be right. I think it does look like 20, well. <sighs> yeah, probably 21, 22%. I think you're right. That is probably about as low as it goes. 21 to 22%. But anyway, that's the point. You can see the difference in mitigation you know, just from 25,000 to, to 68,000 in your mitigation there. So again, the whole point is to just try to exceed their numbers, all right, by as much as possible. Neo says 16.2 is the mathematical maximum. Uh, let's see if you're right. <laughs> all right, I'm going to catch you on a technicality, Neo. <laughs> there you go. 16.16. <laughs> uh, but that's if you have like 1.5 gazillion trillion stats. All right. But there you go. That is apparently as low as it goes, folks. So there you go. And there was a 15, 20 minute lesson on mitigation statistics. Boom. Yeah, 6 of 10 is big time, especially in an armada. That's why I use him. 5 of 10, 6 of 10, and con. That is my primary regular armada crew. I actually don't use them on my Stella. I don't do... Do you use them on Stella, Neo? Just out of curiosity? I have not. I have not used him on Stella. I use him for normal armadas, but I have not... Yeah, and that's why. That's kind of why, Neo. He says, no, wasteful since piercing research will compensate. And that's correct. The M-level research, the mud research, it's got huge, huge research. I mean, just massive, massive research. And it does top out. It does eventually cap out. Whoa. Made a weird sound there. Um, okay. There so back go. to my original question, then it wouldn't make a difference. <sighs> I don't think so. Uh, yeah, let's go back to Spock. All right, uh, and here's what I have done. I pulled up. And when you're putting in uh, Kirk beside him, he's 25%. Okay, but here, okay, I know what I meant to do. I did get sidetracked. Let me do my Stella. Hmm. Okay. Let's take a look at this. Here's my Stella against the 35 Uncommon. All right, here's the stats for attack. Oh, crap. Hang on. Uh, ignore that one. Defense. Cancel. All right. Here is a scan of my level 45 Stella against the 35 Uncommon. Now... And we take a look at this. Obviously, this is not including my M research, okay? But my accuracy is 3,500. So what I need to do is somehow mathematically find out if 
my research gets me up to 113,000 for my accuracy to my dodge, okay? If it does, <coughs> let me think about this for a second. If it does, you know what? I'm going to go back to what Epic Neo said. Well, but see, I don't use 6 to 10 on mods. Maybe I should. Neo, do you use 6 to 10 on mods? No? That's right, because you said to the piercing research. All right. I want to look at something. He's not as good as Kirk Spock. I think you're right. I think you're right. But you know what? Here, let's let's do this. Um, so so there's two there's two strategies, right? Survivability and last as many rounds as possible. That's that's six to ten. Or kill it quick and use con, right? So if you shorten the rounds, you take less crits, therefore you don't need as good as officers and you have more <laughs> health at the end. That is true. Uh, what I wanted to look so, at so you can't beat Khan, right? Khan automatically wins the battle. Um, six will last longer, yes, but you're doing less damage per round. Therefore, you take more crits. Therefore, you have a higher chance of dying. Or well, you're going to end up with less ship health at the end. Well, let's right? also let's also look at this. Let's take a look at the mitigation research, or the penetration research, rather, uh, that exists in your outlaw tree. So let's start with, we know that my base stat all right, is 3,500. So somebody... Somebody, uh, here, let me pull up a spreadsheet here, and we're just going to start writing some stuff. All right, first, I got 3,500. The first research that I find is Anarchist Weaponry. Bonus piercing stats for all ships. And by the way, piercing is penetration. So I'm getting 700% boost to my 3,500. So I'm going to write this down, 700%. All right, that is a boost to my penetration. So if you take a look, armor pierce, shield pierce, accuracy all three of those start out with a 700 percent boost all right next stellar weaponry that's just bonus damage so that is dpr that doesn't affect penetration um and that appears to be it in the first leg second leg eclipse defenses bonus mitigation that is for defense so that is not going to affect it stellar piercing all right like you look at your beta leg the very first one beta leg bonus piercing stats for the uh, Stella versus Eclipse enemies. Uh, mine's at level 10, so that's 52,000. 52,000. Now, anybody have any idea if that 52,000 is added on at the end? Since it's a flat amount, it's probably added at the end, right? Or do you think it's added on to base? Added on the base. Those are base. Add to base. That's why it's so strong on the Stella. Okay, so we'll, we'll do that. So that would take my base, which is 3,556. And that's going to make it 55,000, 56,000 for me. All right, so we'll, we'll pretend it's 56,000 for a second. All right, now, what else do we got? We've got, let's see, Guerrilla Warfare. That's just a damage boost. Okay, that's it until we get over to Rogue Tactics. But even Rogue Tactics, that's DPR. That's bonus damage, so nothing there. Stella targeting, bonus crit chance. All right, Merciless Outlaw, crit damage. None of those are impacting anything. That's it, folks. That is literally it. So, yeah, you know what? You're absolutely right. That piercing has got to be the base. I'm going to take my base up to 56,000. Then I'm going to multiply it by 700%. All right, except when I multiply it, I'm going to do uh, the one plus the sum of all bonuses. So times one plus seven means that my piercing stats are now 
here, hang on. 50, okay, I know what I did wrong. Hang on. 52.5. 52.5. Delete, delete. Okay, so my uh, armor piercings, 32.05. 20,000 shield pierce, 35.56 accuracy. Now, I'm going to take those, add them together. So, my new base values for my piercing stats are 55,705 for armor, 72.5 for shield, uh, shield pierce, and 56,000 for accuracy. Now, from there, I'm going to take those figures and multiply by 1 plus 7. Okay, that means that in battle, my actual armor piercing is 445,000. 580,000 shield pierce and 448,000 accuracy. Now, does anybody have a battle log of a Mudmata that we could that we could tinker with cuz my guess is when I go back to my game and I scan this 35 uncommon and I wonder, you know what? Hell, I'll just run one. Thirty-five uncommon, and then we're gonna. So what we're gonna do while we're waiting on the timer? Go, start, solo testing. So the person earlier that said once you, it doesn't matter on higher level ships. They're talking about mitigations. Once your mitigation hits seventy-one percent, you're either fighting too low over a mata. <laughs> or it doesn't matter what crew you use. And that's pretty that's pretty true, the statement he said, because you can't beat that 71%, no matter what crew you use. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yes, you can do slightly more damage. You can shorten the rounds with con, but anybody else, it really has no effect what crew you use. Um, there is truth to that. But once you go up to a next higher armada and your mitigation drops, then yes, it, it's significant what crew you use. Hey, let me ask you this real quick. What would you consider our, an armada to be? Is it considered a survey for the purposes of the mitigation formula? It'd have to be, right? I mean, look at the, look at their defensive stats. All three of them are pretty much the same. It would be closer, for that particular calculator, it would likely be closer to a survey ship. Um, however, survey ships have two mitigation stats that are elevated, and an armada has three elevated. Mitigation stats are elevated, so mathematically, you're not going to get an exact number off of um, off of that particular tool. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, oh, where's my spreadsheet? There it is. Okay, so 445, 580,000. Uh, you're running max mitigation early. Whoever said that earlier about going up to the next level is the best idea. But if you don't want to do that, that's where Tassahura is going to start to come in real handy on some of these armadas where you're hitting your max mitigation and max penetration very early on so that you can end them sooner. You know, uh, yes, I agree with that. I'm not sure my calculations are right here. Based on this, based on this, so, if I, that my mitigation is near the bottom at only 19% based on my math. That, and that probably can't be right. I'm sure it's mitigating more than 20%. For all the tests that we did, the shorter the rounds, the better off you are. If you can't do that, minimize crit. And if you can't do that, survivability. I mean, that's 
really what you're trying to do. So any way you can shorten the rounds of the Armada, the better off you'll be. And that's why, like I said, Khan is so effective. Yeah. Yeah. If your Khan is at a high enough rank. Because I have that 3% Khan is, is still helping you. Agreed on a 3%. That's what I personally run. But I've got guys on my team that are running 1-2%. So I'm off. Because especially if you're running a 4-5 player Armada, it takes so long for that 1% or 2% uh, Khan to actually build up that you're so far in the game that that your guys are dead yeah well those guys will be the ones producing crit for you running gala but you still want to run uh kirk spot because it buys you an extra round of fodder they're basically fodder for the the big ship right, right. so well i agree 100 percent on that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I know so, that we're getting off topic with the con conversation on what i'm trying to figure out about spot yeah hold on so, I'm, I'm trying which, to i'm trying to figure out um I'm trying to figure out. I can tell you in my testing, Spock was worse than than Kirk, but well, if, if my research is super high. Okay, we're doing 37s and 40s. Even when Spock is captain, I'm never my shields are never depleted, so uh, my bonuses are at the 300. percent So therefore, Spock or Kirk's not helping me in the captain's chair. You're getting the stat boost, but that's it, and it is insignificant stat boost. But yes. Right. He is helping you. Children, but even if, Spock's, if, if Spock is in my captain's chair and I have 300% already bonuses on all of them, if my shields are not getting depleted, then Kirk is not helping me with a stat boost. Well, here, here's my theory. So no. I solo 37s and I can solo one with Kirk and I'll have like a third of my whole health left and I solo Spock and I'll fail. So does that prove your point? I think I think I mean, the reason I think the reason for that though is, is again your shields are that much more significantly stronger with Kirk in the captain's chair as compared to to what Spock's doing. I mean his boost is not insignificant. You know what I'm saying? Like his boost. Oh my god! What my ship never for the shield boost? Yes, but for Jeez the stat boost. Christmas I'm again. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about solos. I'm just talking about with a full armada. I, I get it, and I and I'm literally I'm two minutes away from from showing you some definitive math. So just just bear with me. I'm running one right now. Um, and and I'm gonna and I'm the reason I'm doing it this way. I'm gonna show you the actual mitigation math. And by the way, I think that we're wrong. I don't think that fifty thousand is going to base. Um, I'm going to find out here in just a second, but I don't think it is. I think it's a flat ad after rogue defenses, but we're going to find out here in just a moment. And the reason that I'm running this test the way I am is because I've got two different def I've got two different mitigation outcomes that I've calculated. Um, and by the way, this, the reason that this is a significant boost. Okay. Kirk gives, all officers on the ship, a 60% boost to all of their stats. All officers on the ship. So now my defense, for example, is higher than most, granted, but I'm running 31,000 in defense. 31,000. Now, if I boost that by 60%, okay, then Spock is going to take that number and boost that my shields by 750% of that. You see my point? 
It's I, I it understand is, that. It is massive. But if my shields are never depleted at the end of the armada, that doesn't make a difference. Well, but if Kirk... Are, have you run Spock as captain and your shields still don't fall? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've been This is me and my, my alliance kind of got into it because I'm running Spock as captain and they're not happy about it. But I'm like, my shields are never depleted. It doesn't matter. So how many rounds is each one? Because that's really the the easiest way to figure it out if you're less rounds with spock as captain it's a better choice i, I would have to go back and look i have no armadas left in my battle line nothing else changes besides your captain and you're and you're doing less rounds then it's a better choice if you're doing more rounds it's a worse choice that's all you need to know and don't change anything else all right i've got i've got some math here um, I am going to share this screenshot. Uh, and by the way, I am I'm slightly sidestepping your your original point here for just a second, man. But I'm not I'm I'm not ignoring you. Okay, so this first is going to prove to us what the mitigation formula is against Mudmadas, whether or not Stella. Okay, so this is one that I just did. So I dealt one sixty four five twenty five. It only mitigated 30,245. That is 18.3%. Holy shit, you guys are right. That mitigation is exactly what Quirky Zombies website, all, all, well, almost, I, I say exact, 445, 640, 580,000, and 448, 448. So here's what Quirky Zombies website told me I should have gotten. And you guys see my battle log right there. So now we know. Now we know in the order of operations. So now we can definitively tell you what your mitigation would be if you use Spock as captain. Now we can definitively do that. So and this is why I wanted to run this test. Okay, Wham's argument is that Khan ends the battle faster because of damage. Your argument is that Spock is going to get you better mitigation, but can it be better mitigation than 19.414%? Let's, let's take Spock's accuracy, which he's going to improve, right? Let's take Spock's accuracy, and let's say it goes 10 rounds and increases it by 150%. And for further clarification, let's assume that it's net. Okay, so let's increase the accuracy there from 448,000 and let's make it 1.5 million. Okay, Ju and, and I'm doing that as an extreme exaggeration, man. I don't think it would ever be 1.5 million, but let's assume in an extreme scenario that it would get you high enough to get your accuracy to 1.5 million. There's your mitigation. It's a difference of 0.9%. So, here's the question. Is Kirk better in the captain's chair or Spock better in the captain's chair? My argument is, does it fucking matter? Okay? Arguably, yes. Arguably, Spock is going to increase your mitigation by 1%. All right? But, I mean... Is Once that, you cap out, you're capped out. Yeah. Is is that a difference that's actually worth anything? I mean, to be honest with you, man, I would argue and say 
Kirk and Spock are damn near equal in the captain's chair. I mean, arguably. And and by the way, Captain Planets is right. That's assuming it's a net calculation. Um, Blokemon says you're losing Kirk's broken boost. What are you talking about? It's not broken. Uh, but but nonetheless, you're losing the stat boost. But the, the, the point is, he doesn't need the stat boost because even if he runs Spock as captain, he is not running out of shields. Okay? So, arguably, you don't need those statistics for Spock, and Khan doesn't use stats, and neither does Kirk. Now, if you were running Kirk, Spock, Sharvenik, for example, that would matter. Okay? Because now you've got an officer that uses stats. So, but since Khan does not use stats, Spock does use stats, but apparently doesn't need them, because even when Spock is in the captain's chair, he doesn't uh, he doesn't run out of shields. And then of course Kirk, who does not use does not use stats for his ability. So again, so not running out of shields, I think is a mute point because a lot of people stack Spock for defense, and I've always found out that if you stack your ship for health, you actually get three more rounds than you would if you stacked it for defense. So I mean, he does use stats and. You always die in the last round, and, and for me, it's like my shields are depleted, and I'm dead the next the next round. So, but any other time, I'm always full shields. So, you're only talking like a round away, right? Yeah, I don't know if I'm making myself clear here, but I wouldn't go by the shield. I would go by how many rounds are you surviving, right? I mean, the shorter rounds, the better. It's the better crew if you have a shorter rounds because you're taking less crit and you're taking less damage. So just change, swap them around and see which one works. Yep. And that's going to change based on your mitigation of what you're fighting too. So it's, everything's got to stay equal, right? So that could change. That could be different if you do a 35 to a 37. The, they could swap totally around. Blokemon says stacking health makes no difference in, in some scenarios, but, but in other scenarios, it's good. Uh, now, so, so it does. So if you look at your base shield, you start off with a larger shield volume, right, on your stat of your ship. So Spock recharges less, but you actually start with a higher majority, so you actually last longer. You know what's crazy, actually, about that, Wham? That's actually partially true and partially untrue. Ripper and I did a mathematical test. You can, Spock can re, he doesn't even recharge, technically. He increases its capacity. Increases its capacity, yes. Yes, yes. Spock can actually charge shields at beyond their starting percentage. So if you had 2 million shields to start, you could potentially end up with 2.5 million or 3 million by the time shields actually start to deplete, which is why TOS Kirk is not necessarily written poorly. A lot of people have complained about that 30% morale thing where he cuts off at 30%. It's not a big deal because, hell, Spock's already built you up 3 million points worth of shield health at that point. So even if there's no more morale, no more shield charge, you still have shield for days to come down. So um, it's it's actually what they've done with TOS Kirk is, I don't know, arguably fixed morale. And I'm not saying fixed it, but they probably never intended for people to have five and six million shield health points from the original Kirk-Spock combo. You know, that was probably never intended. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking there. Uh, but, but you know what? Let's, let's wrap up this hour-long conversation with this. For the person, and, and by the way, I'm sorry, I never even saw your name because I'm not looking at the member list. Whoever asked the question... It's the Dark Lord. What's up, Dark Lord? Uh, Dark Lord, to answer your question, if 
your shields are still full when you die using Spock as captain, then the statistics aren't doing anything for you. And mathematically speaking, you're increasing your penetration by about 1%. Okay? Uh, I still like Wham's idea of checking what would happen. You know what? Here, let, I'm going to do one more. Well, I mean, I have to dump cargo before my ship's ever destroyed. Like, I could run 37s till my cargo's full. All right, let me do... I wonder how far away I am. Uh, let me try to suicide here real quick. And I'm going to run Did one that more. Go what I just said? Huh? I said I normally have to dump cargo before I have to repair. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. But, I mean, I don't use Spock as captain. But, again, that is because your mitigation research is just so freaking profound, man. But you know, here's here's what we'll do. So, really, it just doesn't. I don't think, to be honest with you, I don't think this is a huge difference, to be perfectly frank with you. But uh, I want to check Wham's theory. See, Wham, your your theory. Actually, Which theory? Uh, Spock versus Kirk as captain. I don't know that that makes a difference either because Khan isn't oh, impacted. No, I'm, I'm saying if you use those three in combo, right? So if you just ignore the Khan part. I'm just that was the argument that you always oh. want to shorten your rounds, right? Yeah, shorten yeah, rounds yeah. first, reduce crit survivability. That should be your priorities. If you can't do one, try to do the others. That's where Gala comes around for reducing getting crit to zero, right? So if you just change Kurt and Spock, you get to a point where your mitigation is 71% and it doesn't really, it's insignificant, except Kurt will get you an extra round or two of survivability where Spock won't. That's all I said. So I'll last like a round or two longer if I have Kirk as captain than if I have Spock as captain. Because the shields, but yeah. Because, because the, sh the shields are mm -hmm. staying around longer because I stack for health, not defense, right? They stay around just a little bit longer and it gives me that extra round or two. And sometimes that's significant. You do, you, you do realize this, Wham, that if you get to your 300%, that's all you need in health. You can put the rest into defense. Once you get to... No, defense, defense caps technically caps out where shield health starts at initial value according to your earlier so, podcast. Well, well, no, I don't mean defense for, for shield, all right, because shield health points do come from health. That is correct. But you, you do cap out at the 300%. Stacking for health doesn't give you any more benefit. If you've got 30,000 health points, but you are 300% at, at 12,000... Oh, I have. If you do 30... Yeah, so if I if I go with 300%, let's say that's that's 20K for me, right? And okay. then I, and I put it up to 35K or, or 40K health, I it's my ship barely takes damage compared to... There's no the lower mathematically. One. There's no difference unless I'll there's a. I'll send you the screenshots. I'd love. Yeah, I want to see them. Because I had this something. argument with Bull because Bull was saying, "Well, why, why am I not stacking for defense?" And I started showing the screenshots of my health, stacking for health. It is significant. It's the only stat that you can actually go above 300 percent is the health one. The defense and attack only have a minute advantage for going above 300 percent. Well, then that's. Well, then we better shut up because that's not intended. That's a bug. If you're getting higher than 300%, which it's not going to show you, but you're saying you're, you're not you're not getting you're starting with an initial higher value. It you get it's in your stats when you look at your ship. Just change your health and you'll watch it go up. But it stops going up at 300%. No, it doesn't. Well, the 300% does, but the actual shield health and the actual stats does not. It keeps going up. All right, I'm going to look. 
Well, at least it did. I haven't checked it like a year, but it did. All right, hang tight. Um, shit. Hold on, I gotta log in a game. I'm actually playing a different game. <laughs> All right, let me go back to. Here's another thirty. Okay, so let's do a scan. All right, so under health, I got shield health, and this is a good example. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it with Estella. Uh, because that's not up to like a million points. So we'll be able to demonstrate this. Okay. Um, there is my Stella stats. And here is my Stella crew with my points. Okay. Now, I'm going I'm to show you this. Now, so you're saying... If I take all that de and you can't see it yet, but hang on, it's coming. If I take this defense away and I stack, say, for example, 30,000 points on health, you're saying that my shield health and hull health will show higher points. All right, let's do it. So let's stack for health. Uh, okay, Here, no, I know what I'm going to do. Hang on. I'm going to clear the entire lower deck. I'm going to sort by health. What a great feature. <clears throat> All right. Well, I couldn't do that much with this, with just this particular ship. But, uh, okay. So I've increased my health. I've increased my health by... Oh, Stevens, Aaron, stop. You're interrupting me. I'm going to delete that for a second. Bring it back in a second, but I want these in order. Um, okay. So there's a difference now of 8,000 health points. Um, now, let me go back to my ship, and let me scan this target again, and look at my health. So, yeah, it's not, it's not changing. They fixed it. They used to, when you actually click the information tab on health, it didn't change the one outside. The one outside that said whole health, but it changed the one inside. So you could actually uh, see it go oh, up. Oh, hell. Okay, I didn't look at the one inside. Is when that... you hit the eye. That's very old. So that used to go up, and I, it still yeah. exists because you just still change your crew and nothing has changed. Right, it's because, you can see the difference because of the three hundred percent. The three hundred percent is where it stops accumulating. So here is the inside. This is what he's talking about. Here's the inside of my latest crew config. Now let me let me put back on my original crew config, and then we'll check the inside again. I remember, you have to back out too. Yes, yeah, I'm gonna back out. I gotta. Ch I'm gonna drop all these officers. Put in my. Defense crew again. All right, so I had Gary Mitchell. I had Azadbor. I had Decius. Mark. So the test run is like run um, run Kirk Spock con and then stack for defense with 300, 300, 300 and go do a, a, a run of killing things, whether it's a Vidar or anything else. And then swap for health. And I guarantee you, you'll have more cargo in your hull or kill more with the other crew. Guarantee it. No man, I'm gonna take your bet. Can we bet some tacos Test on it? it? Let's bet some tacos yeah, on some it. Tacos. So do your Vidar with your uh I can't your well, Tabon Chin and uh with your uh five as captain 
and just stack for health and stack for defense, but keep 350% all the way crew and do your test runs, and you'll see a huge difference. And then that's kind of biased. No, you can't. You can't. Is, no, 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 no. You're right in that case. Has a different amount. Hold on. Hold However, on. you'll see it's like 400 some Dude, K difference. You're a thousand percent right. You're a thousand percent right in that case because five of ten is using health to increase your mitigation. She will last longer. You will end up with more hull. You will get more cargo. Okay, so use Pike, Pike, Moreau, Talon. Yeah. And an example. Use Pike, Moreau, Talon. You'll you still group, see the same but it difference. Change it. Because if you look in your better report, it shows zero. This if you run with that crew, that you'll, base, a, you'll come back with more resources every time. All right, we can we can we can I'm, you can I, do I, your test runs. It's not going to be significant, but yeah. I'll, and and the I'll problem with Radar is it's hard because every ship in there comes and has a different hull value of a, of a resource. So yeah, but it's so significant the difference that you'll notice. Was a better report shows zero. What? I got to look. Okay, hang on. Let me look at this thing. See, now, um, see that shows a, a zero, even though I've got way over my um, help my bonuses. What are you? What is this? Then to Caesar. Oh, he's actually so inside it's, it's the, the battle, armada. It's the battle report. This is a battle report of a of a what? It's uh, it's showing that you know how you in your previous screenshot it's showing all those bonuses of the health of the actual stats when you actually are in a battle and you look in the battle report it actually shows those as zero so all it's taking is your three hundred percent that's the information tab inside the battle report yeah. the little eye in the center yeah. Yeah. okay all right hang on I've I've actually got an example of that hang on so here was the armada that I just did. And let me go down to health. And you are correct. It shows the percentage bonus. Well, now see, mine's showing a percentage bonus, but it's still showing zero in the in the statistics, which is obviously yeah, because it's only, as you say, the stats are only for that to get you that bonus. The stats are used for officers that use it, but they're not used once you go over your maximum stat. Right, unless an officer uses those. It's not used. Yeah, the, the, the 300% yeah. is where the ship stops growing. Okay? The yeah, 300% is where the ship stops growing. And then, like I did put in that video, the only benefit you have to going above those statistical points now become officers that use stats. So that's why my recommendation has always been to stack the 300% as quickly as possible, all right, using as few officers as possible. And then using the remaining officer slots to stack whatever you're going to use. For example, I try to use a relatively quick switch crew on my Enterprise. I either use Kirk, Khan, Marcus, or Kirk, Khan, Char. Those are the only two that I use on my Enterprise. I don't worry about Kirk, Khan, Kang because I can kill most D4s because my Enterprise already has Triangle on its side. So I don't typically use Kang. Now, I could use Kang if I'm going after a Kelvin... I've never tried that, but I'm sure the Kelvin would still kick my ass. All right. But I, I've never tried my Enterprise with Kirk Khan Kang against a Kelvin. That would be a very interesting test for me. Um, but I've never messed with it because the power gap is so wide. I think I would die. 
Um, I can give you another perplexing example too. Using seven as captain, using on Vidar. If you go over 14k attack, you'll single shot more than you will if you added it. And they're both 350 if you lower it to 9k, and still have 350. So, and it shouldn't be any higher because it's maxed out, right? <laughs> uh, but well, try that one out too. Seven of ten is captain. Doesn't he just double shots or skip shots or something? Yeah, exactly. But if you actually get him above 14k attack, he'll single shot more often. He'll actually take less damage and actually go more more battles. So figure that one out too. Well, now RNG on the backside. I mean, that's there's that's nothing that any of us can actually test. I mean, you know, whatever their algorithms are on the backside is not something that we're ever going to get a peek into. If seven of ten his proc rate is somehow impacted by statistics, we would never be able to verify that. Um, well, it's not really his proc. It's that your ability so your ability when he doesn't proc that you're actually high enough to kill the ship without his proc. That's where the significant is. It's not him proccing. It's you have the damage to actually kill a 29, right, in this scenario. Uh, if you have it at 14K, but if you're below it, but still at 350%, you will not single shot without a crit. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I'll have to take anyway, that. test that one out too. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to. I'll have to wrap my brain on that one. So, 14k attack is your is your threshold. Y'all, it's it doesn't always guarantee a single shot, right? But you're more likely if you get your crit without his proc and you have your 14k, you'll kill it. If you don't get your crit without his proc, you won't, and you'll actually take damage. But if you didn't, if you had it less than 14k, you'll even with your crit, you won't single shot. Does that make sense? Hmm. I hear what you're saying. I'm trying to figure out how that would make sense. I don't think I don't think that there's anything in the game and it that shouldn't. indicates. Yeah, it, no, it shouldn't. Yeah, it shouldn't. It shouldn't work that way at all. But it does work. I mean, just try it out. Wouldn't that mean run what level attack? Do you get like crazy bonus? Twenty nine. Because it would keep scaling. Uh, so basically, fourteen k was enough. Twenty a single shot, no matter what my attack bonus is. When I crit, when I do seven to nines ability or seven to ten's ability, I take him out in one round every time. But, but I'm not talking about his proccing without him proccing. If you get it above fourteen K, you'll single shot majority of the time. As long as your damage because is high what, that what shot. he what he's saying is that the DP not the DPR, but even the DPS, the damage per shot is high enough to take out that hostile if without the attack, his proc. Without his proc, if the attack stats are above 14,000, even though only 12,000 is needed for the 350%. Correct. So if you put only 12,000 on there, his argument is even with a crit, you won't one-shot that that hostile. So he's indicating that the difference of those 2,000 attack stats are increasing the actual damage. Not, not a lot. It doesn't happen every time. It's not like you're going to get a single shot every time, but it's more frequent that that happens when you're above 14k it's just another test people to try out and they could me and Karkin notice this like when the vidar came out but so it being more frequent so you're you're suggesting possibly that the higher attack stats are going to slightly sub subliminally so slightly help yes, you. subliminally encourage the weapon to throw on the upper end of its range is what you're saying Correct. 
Well, I'm, I mean... And it might be just enough to overcome the ship's shield and hull health to actually single-shot it. Thing is... Gosh, I mean, there really is no mathematical explanation for that. I mean, because the min-max is there... Technically, the min-max doesn't have any impact between twelve and 14,000 points, but you're saying that no. the odds feel like that you're getting closer to your max. You will kill about 30 less ships to max your hull out with a full hull. Hmm. Wow. Or I should say damage-wise. You'll, well, you'll notice the, a significant... Your hull health is the best indicator... Because, like I said, if without it, with it low, you'll be you'll leave with like a third of your hull. But with it, about 14k, you'll have like two thirds of your hull. But when you fill up your hull at 29. Ripster, he's talking about 29 Borgs, which is actually something we had talked about on the show not long ago. Uh, was that the 29s are still special? Now it takes for freaking ever. <laughs> it yeah, takes for I don't ever. do it anymore because of that. But yeah, yeah, I still do it. Yeah, I hit a little There's bit no higher. Point. I hit a little bit higher. The, but... the same that I do uh, take uh, level 30 swarms uh, for, like, cosmic cleanup. Yeah, we could, Neo, if it's overcharging the actual min-max range. Like, for example, if we were able to reverse engineer it and the base damage is out of min-max, then technically Wham is right, but not because it's supposed to be. It's because it's a bug. Because the min max is is supposed to be absolute, so you know if if stacking attack is somehow affecting the base weapons ranges, then that's pretty fucking significant. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, like, yeah, it is, but it isn't. I mean, if it was a bug, it's a very small bug. It's not. It's like I said, it's not game changing or anything. Well, how do we know? We've all been stacked. I mean, here's the thing. It, even if it adjusts the base by 1,000 points or 1,500 points, I mean, that's that's significant. By the time it's all researched out, that could be that could be 50,000 or 75,000 uh, damage. Now, I, and I tell you this, I haven't killed a 29 in over a year. I've been doing 33s that long, so all You're this could have you know, Listen, Wham, you're such a goof-ass. Th this was a thing. This was a real thing. It, it, it is a thing. It is a real thing. Carson <laughs> knows about it. Okay. It's a real thing. You're right. Holy shit. I thought you were talking about something that was happening. to. You're right. This was a thing a year ago, and it was patched. They told They told us about it. Uh, and I don't remember. Neo, what was, what was the actual definition of the bug? What did they say? I don't even remember now. It was a bug. Um, it was something about oh, over the 300%. Ah, oh, shit. What was it? Over 300%. Yeah, cap capabilities. Well, that's right. It was 100% at the time, but even after the 100% bonus, it was still creeping up. It was like 100. It was going to like 105 or 110%. It, it was continuing to scale. It's like the 100% was displayed, but there were more brackets in the background, Wham. Like, we didn't see him. It looked like it was 100% to us, but in the background, there were still additional brackets that were taking it higher. Um, it was uncapped. Yeah, well, uh, well yeah, the, the I cap, guess. The, the, cap, the, the, the issue was the cap wasn't actually capping it. It kept going. But, but the they had a, they, they must have had an extra brackets see. there, right? Or how did it scale? No, no, no. 
No, no, it's just everything. I think, uh, I think the server didn't care about the brackets and just no. uh, applied logic, uh, the same math as uh, the one that had the 300% brackets. Well, and as there's Neo says, people, it was 100% of the time. believe it's still... Well, see, here's the thing I don't think... It. So anything above 14K didn't matter, though. So that's why I didn't think it was a, ca a cap issue, because you could take it up... I could take it up to 32 attack, and it didn't help me any more than 14K. 14 was the magic number, right? Once you exceeded it, it didn't matter, right? But it below it significantly mattered. If well, if, if, I mean, if what you're reporting is a year old, then, then I remember them talking about this. I'm pretty sure that that's been patched. What they did is they actually capped it and, and the brackets Correct. are now the brackets, but you're right above hundred percent. It continued to scale. It's gone now. So shit, wham, we just spent an hour talking about something well, that doesn't exist. I was just giving you another, oh, another fuck. tidbit, right? Fuck! They also did another fix. They also did another uh, fix. Anyway, try to shield health one still. You'll be surprised. Especially on MUDs. Well, Vita, since you still kill 29s, uh, you should test my uh, theory to see if that still works. You're using 5 of 10 as Captain and Talon and Chin on the side, right? Yep. Yeah, and I, I fill my cargo in seven minutes and I warp out. I, I don't even die anymore. After the new research. Only... How? You must you must be sitting for hours at a time in the twenty nine space, Cheapo. You have to be. You're eighty four. How the <laughs> hell do you have eighty four of those motherfuckers? Even still, even if I never spent any one that I ever got, I might have ten. I'm probably like five. I'm pretty sure I'm like seven, maybe eight, maybe eighty freaking four. That's insane. Yeah, I have zero right now, but 84. I mean, the only thing well, I can if think you're on dead river, man, they're always there, right? They don't despawn, do they? Do what? Do they run their course and despawn the, the trader, or does it always stay there? They despawn. They do despawn, yeah. I can only imagine that that player must be, you know, spending a lot of time in Borg space. Like, spending a lot of time. Like, so, I mean, you're not hitting, you know, seven minutes and, and warping out. Like, that's you're sitting in Borg space all day. That's That's just nuts, man. Well, Stay 30 is, minutes, but it's still high odds, right? Respawn is every five hours. So they stay 30 minutes and then disappear for four and a half to five hours. I mean, I, I guess if you if you had it down to a clock, I guess you could do it. That You know, again, I'm there for 63 minutes every four days. Obviously, I'm not hitting the timer. You know, so. Phew. Damn, that's crazy. But yeah, no, I as uh, you're right, yeah, five of ten, Chen and Talon. And after the new research, I didn't used to fill my cargo. I used to get about two hundred twenty to two hundred and thirty, maybe two forty if I had good luck runs. See, I don't scan the cargo. I just go in and hit whatever's closest to me. So sometimes it'd be two fifteen, sometimes it'd be two forty. Just depends. Um but now with the new research, I'm 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 two ninety and I still got fifteen percent hull, so I warp out. So I don't get to die in there anymore. Not unless I, I if I want to risk my overcargo. So I uh, I warp what, out. What what level system? What level system is that? I'm hitting the thirty threes. Uh, okay. Should be 33s. If you're getting fifteen, that must be territory research. It's one ninety seven or so. Should have been. Do what? What'd you say? 
I said there must be some other research like territories that's giving that extra because 197 used to be what me and big country used to get. So if you hit 215, you're getting you were getting a lot more. Than uh, we were. No, it was my it was my five of ten. It's tier three. Yeah, it, it it's tier three, um, and I think at the time we did the comparison, Biggs was even only a tier two. See, that was back when yeah. Scopely actually compensated their content creators, and I got an unlock of five of ten. Uh, unlike TOS Kirk and TOS Spock and TOS Uhura and Lorca and Giorgio, um, I don't get officers anymore. I mean, I used to, yeah, I used to even, I mean, hell, I did the demonstrations. I showed how they worked. I guess they didn't actually want that. Maybe they thought I was going to display broken officers. I, I don't hell. I don't know, but they don't give them to us anymore. Am I crying? Yeah, I'm kind of pissed about it, if I'm being frank. <laughs> they want us to promote officers, but then they say, you know, do it third hand. Does that mean they're going to take ships away from me eventually <laughs> after the, the yeah. sarcophagus? That's right. Here's a Sarko. Show it off. We're taking it back. Um, yeah. So no more ships for you. Yeah. No. No. I don't get. I don't get officers anymore. They like they made a decision. We were getting officers, and then they made a decision and they uh, they reversed course. So we don't get officers anymore. Done on the officers. There is an answer. There is an answer that I can't say what it is. Oh, I know what the answer is, and I don't want to share it either. I don't think. I don't. I don't think it's private unless you know something I don't. What they told me was, uh, and I don't think this is privileged in any way, shape, or form. They and and listen. In in all fairness, it's a valid reason if it's the truth. They said that they didn't feel that it was fair to other players on our server for them to provide us officer unlocks of auctioned officers. Now, me personally, I am sure that there are servers out there that feel that way. I don't believe Server 15 is one. I think Server 15 has always, for the most part, really respected my position as a content creator. However, I think that also is because I I handle myself with a a strong degree of, of professionalism and I don't grief people. You know, if I took everything that Scopely ever gave me and I made people's lives hell, then yeah, sure. I can see people complaining about that. But we, you know, Snake Eyes and I neither have ever have ever tormented our server. As a matter of fact, it's the exact opposite. We teach our server. We, you know, we help our server. So, um, you know, in a singular decision-making process, I don't agree with it. However... Across the board, I can see the legit, you know, I can see the logic in that because it's happened. It's happened in the past. So, you know, players got this for demonstration purposes and they immediately griefed their galaxy. So, I mean, it, it just is what it is. So they don't do that anymore. Rex you says, an, an you know, Rex, an here's the thing. You say they give, you they give away. Anybody. Hang on a second. They, uh, Rex, you say they give away other free stuff to CCs that also cost money. What's the difference? Personally, I don't disagree uh, in that particular mentality, but even that has really gone way, way down, like super way down. Um, gosh, what was the last but, thing but I part got? Part of that is because it was so out of control. It was. And I, I seen it on, like, uh, I won't name any names or maybe even say what server on. So I'm sure some people might be able to do it, but like, and there were people in my fleet and they had tens of thousands I, mean, I think people saw this with rev and other stuff but like armada directive and like our entire fleet essentially got you know over a year ago or 15 months ago or whatever like 
all G3 epics for free, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 so it's not that we don't spend, but it's like that's pretty damaging to an ecosystem, right? So it feels like they went too far and now they've peeled it back way too much, right? Yes. There's probably some balance somewhere in the middle. You're that damn is straight. a good maker of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I don't disagree with that at all. Uh even for example, um here very very recently uh rev did a video on how he got a jelly free to play you know no listen i like rev i think you know we disagree on he's actually said this on stream the other night we disagree about some things and we do uh but personally i like him and we get along all right and we're professional with one another but we don't always see eye to eye uh rev did a video on how to free to play get a jelly i caught a lot of grief for that to be honest with you he caught a fair amount of grief for that because there was nothing about his jelly pat, you know, his jelly journey that was free to play. He had tens of thousands of epic directives. Uh, he still has like 980 million of his 1 billion ship XP that he got. You know, um, I mean, you know, he he actually, if you find that video, and again, I'm I got nothing but love for the guy, but factually speaking, if you look at that video, he got a lot of grief in those comments because. It, his free-to-play path to the jelly was not truly a free-to-play path. Uh, free-to-play path. He had, ep he always had every single week. He had, you know, double epic pools and stuff like that. Uh, not that he shouldn't have. Okay, not that he shouldn't have. But you're right. It was in crazy excess. We've seen, we've seen screenshots and videos of of people with fifty thousand uncommon in their inventory. You know, so that's uh, yeah, that's excessive. And that's what I'm talking about when somebody would get a ship instantly max it at tier nine and then torment their server. And that shouldn't be that way. Um, you know, I've, I've gone on record and you guys can, can hear this from back way in the beginning. I ground out my enterprise. All right. I paid, I paid money, grounded out. Um, now when the Vidar and came out, did other content creators. So yeah. I know, I know, I know that. There, like I said, there's only been a few isolated examples of this and, and uh but i understand i do understand the logic of why scopely does it the limits were just too extreme again i people in my fleet i i know a couple i've played with them for years but them having i don't know it's like a hundred thousand g3 rare 15 months ago right like that was insane right yeah. they, they couldn't even spend it all right and even today i'm whatever 47 now i get free g3 i still don't have that much g3 yeah. i mean i have a lot but i still don't have that much so yeah. the levels they were getting were straight up you know like cheat code like it was game a, genie style it was, right it like, was obscene yeah it was obscene amounts now granted you're right rex i get some stuff um if i go back to the borg arc now like i said they were a little bit more generous with the borg arc i got the vidar on day one for free but they wanted me to promo that ship but i got that and also, if I'm not mistaken, Snake Eyes, and you could probably help me remember, they gave us enough charged nanoprobes to take it to, like, Tier 5, I think. But there was also, like, there was a process with that. And you guys may remember, they didn't want us just to freaking instantly take it to Tier 5. They wanted us to show off its capabilities at each tier, which we did. Um, but it was still only Tier 5. I had to get it the rest of the way on my own. Um, then Stella came out, and I remember this one. Now, do you guys listen? We get four hundred and seventy thousand Stella particles now, but do you remember what it was on day one? <laughs> it was like thirty-five thousand. You guys remember that? Like right at the very beginning, before they buffed it, it was like it might have been fifty. It might have been fifty thousand. Um, 
Fat Man says, did I use my Tier 5 Vidar to steal nanos? Actually, no, not at the time. Um, I, I honestly, and I truly mean that, I did not at the time because I was not anywhere near able to, like, fill my hull. I had a, you know, and plus, even at Tier 5, like, the whales out, you know, I mean, they, they had theirs maxed within a couple of days. So, no, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, any kind of high-powered player, even with my Tier 5 Adar, maybe for a day or two. All right, that was it. But, no, I didn't steal a whole lot at that time. Now I do, okay? I do. I steal every single day now. But everybody's got a chance. Listen, there's no excuse for anybody to not have a Tier 9 Vidar today. I mean, just literally none. Okay? Um, everybody, Vidar, should be Tier 9 by now. If you've been in the game since the Vidar was first out, it should definitely be Tier 9. But nonetheless, you're right. There is, there is stuff that we should be able to show off. Officers we should be able to explain. Like Curon. Okay? Now, we didn't have Curon, but fortunately, with that particular sale... We were fortunate enough to get real live action time with somebody on a test server so we could get live action testing of that officer. But we don't we rarely get that. I mean, we rarely get that. So you know, I mean we didn't get that for Kirk or Spock or Uhura. So we relied on contributors. We relied on, you know, players in the game to get us the data. So you know, I, yeah, sure, I'd like to get the stuff, but, I mean, it is what it is. So, then Stella came out. Stella, they gave us, they gave us all the blueprints for Stella. But we had, what, 72 hours? Then we had to scrap it. So, somebody said, well, you got all the Stella particles. Well, it wasn't 470 on day one. It was like 30 or 50,000, whatever it was, on day one. And we only got to keep it for 72 hours. But, again, the caveat was, show what it can do. And, funny enough, Wham!, that ship was shit, even at Tier 9. Because it wasn't in the ship it's itself. It was the research. So, yeah, it, yeah it, it, was, it was shit, you know? Now, right, Snake Eyes says we could have done Uhura, and we could have because Snake Eyes actually bought Uhura. And that was kind of my argument to them. It was like, you know, you want us to, to promote stuff, and you want us to explain and teach on it, but then you're going to make us buy our own materials. You know, like Lorca. I bought and paid for Lorca. So that's how I was able to do the testing. And, of course, then I got a Sarko. And arguably, you know, in their mind, that was a $300 value. <sighs> they did give me the Sarko. And they gave me enough of the whatchamacallits to take it to, I think, like, Tier 5. But I wanted to take it farther. They claimed it was a G4 killer. And we weren't killing G4s. So I wanted to take it up high enough to kill a G4. And then they said no. Um... Yes, and they did. You're right, Snake Eyes. Thank you. They did give me a discovery after I had already bought one, and then earned a third one through the battle pass. So I've got three discoveries now. Um, one of which is still tier one that I've never done anything with. I did build it, but I haven't done anything with it. Uh, no, you know what? No, listen. I will say this. Here's here's credit. They gave me summoning. They wanted me to show off summoning. I had summoning on day one. And that has actually been a pretty damn good one for me. And I know a lot of people had to grind for a while to make that work, you know, to, to get that worked out. So that one was valuable, and that one was good. They gave me summoning. But you know what? I still don't use summoning to grief armadas or kill miners. I use summoning for, for my armadas or maybe potentially to try to get to a base rate a little quicker. I don't use it to grief people, and I think that's the biggest difference. Uh, not on, to kill my crystal miner every night. 
Yeah, I've only killed your crystal miner like twice, but it was over cargo both times. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like know. you know that that's the thing. I think Snake Eyes and myself. I think that we are long term players on our server who have personal relationships with with literally everybody, and and I think you know we treat people with respect. They treat us with respect, and and because we're not giant dill holes, then our server you know really supports us. Server 15 is extremely supportive of everything we do. But not all servers out there are that way. You know? So. Well, I think it has a lot to do with there's a lot of people above you, right? So maybe what power level are you, like 50? Oh, no, 60? I'm 89. I actually just looked, yeah, so. I, I just looked at that the other day because I will tell you this. I am super freaking proud of myself. Oh, damn it, I slipped a spot. I am now, oh, hold on, let me cancel this. I am now ranked ninth on my server in resources rated. That is super exciting to me. Let me, I'll post it up because people are going to call me a liar and boom, ninth and resources rated. I'm a thief. Give me your shit. I mean, don't take this wrong, but technically you're insignificant to the other players on the server uh, because you're lower power than they are. So you don't have as much effect as getting resources as somebody would on, let's say, Rev server, who where he's one of the top guys, probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, yeah, that, right. that's probably why they complain more because Fog and Callan don't care what you have, right? <laughs> that's true. Until you start killing their uh, their uh, pylons and stuff, they yeah. don't care. And there is uh, there is my power ranking on my server. I am 93rd. I thought it was 89th. I've slipped four spots in the last two days. Um, and, and you know what, by the way, I do a lot of PVP. I do a lot of killing. All right. Here is my power destroyed with eight, with 93rd in power. I'm 18th on my server and power destroyed yet. I'm still a friendly guy. Look at wham. Wham. Technically, is, the more they give you, the more we can take, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Wham, who's on this show all the time and is actually, you know, a really super nice guy. He's a gigantic dill hole in the game. <laughs> Not to me. <laughs> I'll tell you how it's intended. Not to me. Yeah, he kills everything. If it's blue, it dies. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's, he's got no row. No row. Um, but anyway. I still have standards, though. Yeah, and, I mean, and I don't Pokemon... kill Franklin's and... Uh, I don't kill right. Franklin's, but I'll kill Sally's and stuff and, uh, you know... But killing Franklins when they're trying to get their swarm done, that's just dickish to me. Blokemon <laughs> uh, right? says Rev has a low a low resources rated. And, and and again, I don't think you know, I think Wham may have a point. I don't think Rev like I don't think Rev in particular griefs his server. Not at all. He actually has a very calm row. As a matter of fact, his ROE is a lot more tame than what it was maybe a year ago. A year ago I He's felt just a lot higher than other players. Right? Yeah. So I think that that and by the way, just for the record, I don't know that anyone on Rev server complains. I I hear about it from from other content creators, but I, I actually don't hear about it on Rev server. So you know, Rev probably handles himself with a modicum of uh, professionalism, and then it's probably not an issue on his server, even if he is one of the higher players. But you're right. If you look, and I'm 93rd in power, you know, you're right. Cal doesn't give a crap about me. You know, if, uh, if no, I, sorry, uh, if I started beating sorry, Cal, man. if I started beating Cal or I started beating toys 
Um, you know, or I started beating. They would be bitching. Yeah, if I started beating retrieving there in third place, if I started killing them, you know, with a hand tied behind my back because of what Scopely gave me for free, then yeah, of course they would have a right to complain. So, uh, JD Seven says I'm ranked 1322nd in power. Not trying to brag. Good for you, buddy. Good stuff. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it is a thing. And you know what? Listen. I could be on a different server. You know, I, I have always maintained that I feel like Server 15 is truly a community. Yes, people fight sometimes. Yes, people say things that they shouldn't sometimes. But overall, Server 15 is a healthy community. It really is. It's a self-contained ecosystem, and everybody knows everybody. It's small enough to where everybody knows everybody, but it's big enough to where everybody always has something to do. Like, Server 15 is very healthy. Uh, I think it's extremely healthy. And um, because of that, I don't think, I just think it's because of personal relationships. I think it's because of personal relationships that, that people are supportive and, and, and this and that. And, you know, yeah, a few people have made offhand comments about the stuff that I get, but it's really, it's just not that much. You know, it's not as much as compared to, you know, what it was before I got in the program. And, and the stuff that I do get is typically meant for teaching and really has very little long-term effect. By the way, that Sarco that I got, um, I use it like twice a week. And, and because there hasn't been any movement in my map in the last 90 days or 75 days or whatever, because there's not been any movement, like no one's even tried to kill it. The only person who kills it is Foe. And he just comes in for fun. Yeah, they need to make territories better. I feel like, well, I'm, I'm curious to know, because um, my server is, I think, the same as yours, DJ, where we there's literally no movement, right? They're yeah. basically week to week. There's, like, not even one fight for, like, a tier one zone. Um, and I hear stories about, you know, there's a few servers here and there where it's bloodbaths every week. It, it feels like it's very... Again, uh, to use the analogy earlier, it's you know a spectrum, and it's either on one side or the other, right? A server is either based, uh, essentially desolate of fighting, or it's all-out war every what single week, reset? all the time. Uh, every arc, every arc, it reset. You had to restart over. I actually, I did recommend sixty days. Now, um, I, the reason I recommended sixty days was because it could take an alliance two to three weeks to position themselves where they would want to be. And if it, let's say it did take three weeks, then only getting the benefit of the, of the final product for one week is maybe not enough. Maybe players think that it's not worth it. On the other hand, if you, if you position yourself over three weeks and then you get five weeks of full benefit before it either resets or before the services rotate, then, you know, you got a few weeks of good benefit, and then it's time to pick up and try it again. Now, there are some servers. Blokemon on 134 says one alliance has dropped all five to attack and move across the map. Uh, I have heard isolated reports of that happening. I um, thought that that could happen on 15. As a matter of fact, Snake Eyes Alliance had briefly teased the idea that they were going to drop and move around, but then they didn't end up doing it. So... Um, you know, it's just been, been a little dry. Rex says they should have seasons. And, and so what do you suggest at the end of, say, like 60 days, then just reset the whole thing? Because, you know, here's the next thing. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start over in that way because part of it is like if my fleet could do it again, we would probably try different configurations. Like yeah. we want to move to get double of other. Like we want double quantum instead of we've been sitting on double Serax for basically since TC launched, and we'd love to config, but our fleet is never going to agree to give up. Right a week's worth yeah. to reset and potentially have to fight through it again. And that's also what they need to figure out, which is there's the rewards are so good. Once you're established that no one there's, wants to, yeah, there's no know, incentive. Yeah. No one to give it up. Yeah. Yeah. There's no incentive to, to switch it around. So yeah, I agree, you know, and, and that is, you know, snake eye says 30 days. I think that's a little short, especially if it takes two to three weeks to, to position. Um, but you know, even if it was 30, or 60, or 90, or whatever it ends up being. It's got to be something. It can't stay the same forever. Plus, you you also have this, which we have not seen examples of yet. But, guys, we originally heard the server merges were going to start again in January. But then they were pushed back. And now even Old Man has been on the Discord and said it's going to be a couple of months. Could it be because they haven't yet figured out what to do with territories? Because I'm here to tell you, if my server was up for merge... And we say, for example, lost the competition. I'll tell you this, it's going to be extremely difficult to get back onto an established map. I'm not saying impossible, okay, but very difficult. We all have discussed it. It's much harder to take over a defended territory than it is to go head for head, you know, head to head for one. Going head to head, everybody's got equal chances. It's about activity. It's about points. It's a little bit about PvP, et cetera, et cetera. But when somebody's defending and they got bases in there and they got Rialtas running around everywhere, it does make it a little tougher. Rex says difficult, but that how much fun would that be? You know, and, and maybe so. But I do, I guess subliminally, I have a little bit of concern for an alliance who loses their server v. server. It not only, you know, Planet's just pointed it out, it's expensive to start over again. You got to refine all the cores and stuff again. Uh, it's expensive to start over. And uh, aside from that, I mean, the losing server, you know, of the server v. server, the, like the losing merger server, that's going to be a really, really tough, you know, tough uh, road to hoe there, so to speak. So that would be tough. Battle Droid says, yeah, but if there's a merger, wouldn't they reset the territories? I mean, they haven't said. They haven't said, but... There's two possible scenarios there, Battledroid. Either, yes, they reset the territories and let everybody start again, or two, they don't, and the winning server keeps their territories, and then the losing server has to come in and start over. You know? So, those are the only two outcomes. Meow says, I'll just give them a bunch of stuff and reset everybody. That wouldn't be bad if you gave everybody enough cores and materials and stuff for, for three or four you know, serve or three or four territories or something like that, and then reset everything and let everybody go back head for head or head to head. I keep saying head for head for some reason. That's weird. But yeah, if you did something like that, that might be fun. Might be fun. But Snake Eyes is right. Under the current mechanics, the winning server keeps the server. They literally just deposit the losing server in, you know, into spare space. So. What yeah. about how you could temporarily take over somebody's zone? Maybe by population or something like that. You know. Like a, a whole server could roll into a zone and take it over temporarily from you or take it from you for a period of time. But you didn't lose it. You just lost it for whatever, 24 hours or so. Sanzo, the reason you can never make it 1v1 
is because, believe it or not, A, Scopely loves the server diplomacy and the politics that have happened as a result of this. Like, they love it, okay? Don't be fooled for a second. They freaking love it, all right? Second of all, you do actually make it impossible for a level 25 alliance to compete with, say, the level 1 alliance, okay? The number 1 alliance. Uh, the way it's currently set up, if that server, tw- if that level rank twenty five alliance is in the right pockets and has the right friends, uh, then they can, you know, they can take over a territory. So, um, yeah, this I don't, I personally don't like the one v one idea. I know why some people do, but you know, people say now the territory is geared towards the whales. Make it one v one. Now it is like one hundred percent geared towards the whales. You know, and and that's not what it was ever intended to be. One v one. It's not right, geared Jay, to the whales. Uh, it's geared to no. people who can be friendly with others. Like all the people, all the whales that are complaining, because I hear this a lot. Like it's people I talk with. It's because the last, the first two years of the game, they treated everyone like, yeah, you know, a holes, right? And basically poo pooed all over them and came TC, right? They got their penance, right? Everyone yeah. turned on them. Now they're getting bullied. Yes, server lag is a problem, but they're getting beat up by just pure. I can't just take one ship and run over 20 guys because it's a base raid, right? There's an objective, they're getting run over, and what are they going to do? Like, they have no... They're going to go back and say, oh, just kidding, let's be friends. Like, let's make some... It's a little late, like two years into the game. It's interesting that you're uh, seeing um, that particular side of the mechanic because, you know, a lot of people are still, quote-unquote, claiming, and, and again, I, I find flaws in, in this logic anytime I see this argument, but people are still claiming that the whales are deciding who gets what. Um, what's interesting about that is that almost every single one of these conversations are, well, the top three alliances control everything. Well, no, they control 18 out of 54. You know, maybe. Uh, sorry, not see, my math sucks. 15 out of 54. Um, but yeah, that's where coali- uh, coalitions come in. Um, and, and so, for example... Uh, Sanzo says we have alliances with four people in it with three spaces. Well, then you're on a dead server, man. All right. If there's an alliance with four people in it that have three zones, then they haven't been contested. There's no way they haven't been fought because there is zero chance for a four man alliance to do it on their own. Oh, you say they have six allies. Well, there you go. They're using diplomacy. They're using politicking. They're using alliances and, and friendships to secure their place on the map. You know, that's what it was all about. And and again, FYI, Scopely is on record saying that they love observing the social interaction. They love seeing how the community is developing and, and how the community utilizes this, this, you know, style of gameplay and how it evolved into what it has. Listen. To be perfectly honest with you, I don't think that Scopely anticipated the entire server battling each other over one territory. I really honestly don't think that that was anticipated. However, it was even hinted at before territory capture here on this very show that teaming up and making friends and and having other alliances help you out was probably going to be the way to play this play this arc or you know play that expansion. Snake Eyes, wow, however right we were. I mean, that is what's happening on 100% of servers. People formed alliances. Now, obviously, it was obvious. I mean, it it seemed obvious at the time. We talked about it. We may not have even been the first one to bring it up, but it was obvious. That's what was going to happen. And it did. So, 
And and by the way, Sanzo, just for the record, Snake Eyes has a very, very good point. If there's only four members in that alliance, regardless of having six alliances worth of friends, those four people are the only ones getting points. It should actually be super duper easy to outscore them in an alliance of 50. I mean, <laughs> that should not be a thing. Uh, th and that's why I go back and I maintain those three territories that they have. There's no way they were contested. No way. Sanzo, those 400 plus ships are not getting points. He says you can't get close with 400 ships. They're not getting points. The only people getting points for the territory are those four players. But you can freeze out a zone. Like if you have the right setup and if it's like a two zone system, right? Even if you're not in the alliance scoring points, like we, we've set up for like blockades before where a ship will, any ship entering within the two zones that isn't part you know, of the attacking fleet will die within five seconds, 10 seconds. Right, and won't score any yeah. points, or it will score really low points. Possible. And you protect all those other guys. Yeah, it's hard, right? Uh, it's you know, but it's it, it's definitely not if you have enough fleets, uh, a coalition together, um, and a lot of fast ships. More importantly, I don't disagree. But but here's my counter to that. And Rex, obviously, I know you're a super experienced player. You know exactly what you're talking about. And, and you would probably pose a challenge for my alliance. But, dude, my alliance has literally won territories with Rialtas. I, we, we, in one of our later takeovers, we knew. We knew we weren't going to be able to clear those 50s off those nodes. We just put people in the systems. And yeah, you basically res rush. Yeah, no, I've lost yeah. that way too. Where you like you or sorry, yeah, I've been able to unstop because it just you can't kill them fast enough. Mm -hmm. You literally cannot stop. You can't. Them. Yeah, you can't. And and if we're in the territory right next door, we're back there in ten seconds. You know, with a Rialta, with a speed crew. You know, and and there's just you can't you can't do nothing with that. Um, there is. Uh, uh, oh, I was going to say this. Uh, Big, who's probably gone now. It is really, really late. Big Countries Alliance, and he's talked about it on this show. Big's number one power alliance with multiple level 50 players has literally lost a territory because, well, it, not an argument. They were ganged up on. There were, God, six alliances that tried to deny them a territory takeover, and it worked. That's nothing. Well, I know, I know, six alliances doesn't sound like a lot, but I mean, it was it was pretty freaking nuts that night. I mean, With, the uh, the system was actually blocked out; they couldn't get in. They couldn't get into yeah, the system. On our on our server, it's like uh, what happens is uh, there are like uh, eight or t ten alliances, uh, two coalitions of each ten alliances, or even bigger, and they ju just spread on to on those systems and everything that comes in dies but what also happens is uh the enemy's uh, co coalition is actually not even competing so they <coughs> didn't join it and they're just going in with their big ships and starts uh, slaughtering yeah and and again i don't i don't have a major problem with that mechanic i mean you know you don't want 15 alliances trying to score points be because then, uh, again, the smaller alliance will never have a zone. You see what I'm saying? Um, but now, hang, hang on. 
Okay. Now, a couple of you guys are, are arguing about this. Like JD7 says, the opponent can hit you right as you enter. Um, maybe. But, but if you can get... Okay, do this. If you could get one ship in, JD7, let's say you send in your Rialta. Now, Fog of War, you can't choose your destination point. It's just going to show up in there somewhere. All right? So use, for example, Rialta with your speed crew just for kicks. Okay? Get it in there. As soon as you can view the system, don't worry about saving the Rialta. Choose your destination point for your second ship. Now, now you've got five. You've got at least, let's say, let's say that you fly in. It's fog of war. You don't know where you're going to come out. Even if they're able to hit you within two seconds, which, by the way, is extremely unlikely. But even if they hit you within the first two seconds, you've got eight seconds to choose your destination point and send your second ship. And now you can choose to come in at the very, very low end, the very bottom of the system where you can maybe sneak around the back. And now you've got a view. I mean, it only takes one. It only takes one. Uh, now, second point that somebody just made. You'd need t- uh, four times as many ships if all the big ships are on the nodes. Not necessarily. Kirko had that comment. More ships will win, but you have to have three times as many ships. No. Engage the ship on the node with Rialta three seconds before the minute rollover. Guess what? You each both get one point. Because in a state of battle, he's not sitting on a node. He is, however, present in the system, just like you. See what I'm saying? There are some nuances to this. I'm not saying it's for everybody. I'm not saying everybody can do it. I'm just saying there's ways to do some of this stuff. Gripster says there can literally be a wall of ships around the entire system. I agree. But Gripster, you're going to have, first of all, if there's that many ships, okay, then lag is going to create a battle that's going to be at least 20 to 30 to 40 seconds long. Agreed? All right. Secondly, when you fly in, it will take at least a second or two for them to attack you. That no one's going to attack you within a within a half a second. All right? And Rex is right. Not every ship waiting for you is going to be able to run you down, nor be able to respond fast enough to get you within a second or two. By the way, Fartasia, I wasn't going to mention it, but Fartasia just gave you the hack to get into a system that is full. Okay? You're sick. There's a reason why they added all these speed crews in, right? <clears throat> Burnham, Pan, to go with Claw, right? Now you can arm so many ships with <laughs> impulse boosting. And again, you just crew for cheap speed. And again, it's not even, I know, DJ, you're saying you warp in. You just basically keep warping. You can also warp in and just run people in circles. All sure right? There can. are very few fast, good ships, right? And then if they do crew their G3 Epics or even G4, they crew them with speed, guess what, right? You have a few augers or enterprises, you crew your uh, ships correctly with like Yukis and stuff like that, you can kill them, right? Even if they're maxed and you're like T5, T6 or mm. whatever like that, like it, everyone has to make a choice. And again, this is what makes territory capture fun, right? The yeah. dynamic variable nature of, you know, you, but you have to notice these things, right? You have to see these things happen and adapt, right? Your team has to adapt. So, JD, 
I, I'm gonna I'm gonna use your comments here, okay? And and I I know that you listen to the show. I see you here all the time, but but I I, I gotta I gotta make an example here of you for a second. And and I got nothing but respect for you. You say lag is a huge problem, but then you say system view takes longer to load, and you'll get destroyed before you load. So you can't have it both ways, because if lag is a huge problem, which we know it is, and if there's a you know 500 ships in there killing you within two seconds of you getting in there, all right then I guarantee your battles are lasting longer than the normal six seconds. Okay? And, and let's pretend even that lag is not bad. Let's say that the battle cycle runs 10 or 15 seconds. All right? System view doesn't take that long to load. Even in a laggy system, it does not take that long to load. And if it does, then it's not the game servers because system view is not the laggy part. Okay? Okay? Scalyback is agreeing with you. And Scaly, with all the love in the world, we tease you for what number one reality in your life? <laughs> that Scalyback has the world's worst... Why reception. <laughs> Scalyback has the world's worst internet connection. Scalyback has the world's slowest internet connection in existence... All right, that is considered dial-up internet. Okay, I, all joking aside. Yep. The the problem with your system view loading is not on Scopely. That's on you. So double check your speed. Double check your internet. I know people hate it when customer service says, "Well, it could be an internet connection," but there are a few things in the game where it is legit your internet connection. Okay, if there's enough lag in the system, it's funny. It's funny because it's true. If there's enough lag in the system where there's five or 600 people in there, okay, and if there's five or 600 people in there, I guarantee your battle cycles are longer than six seconds, A. And B, if it's taking you longer to load system view than it's taking for you to die, that's not on lag. That's on your data connection. So, yes, it is your device. Okay. And yes, lag is a real thing. I'm not saying lag isn't a real thing, obviously. Okay? I'm not saying lag is not a thing. That is very clearly a thing, uh, which is why I know that you can get into system view. All right? Because those battle cycles, they're not six seconds. They're not, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, we've seen reports of battle logs at 30 seconds, 60 seconds, and even some that have been minutes. Truck and Chick has sent me video of a battle sequence that had literally lasted three minutes and 40 seconds. And I've heard reports of them even longer than that, Fartasia, but I've not actually seen any evidence of them. You know? I haven't seen evidence of a, of a seven-minute one, but I've seen a four-minute one. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've seen them. Crazy. Uh, Medieval Knight says, I have two teenagers. If I reset the router for my game, all hell breaks loose. Buddy... If the dishes aren't done and the laundry's not done and the garbage is not taken out, don't give them the Wi-Fi password. <laughs> Fartasia says, I've actually experienced four minutes plus myself. So, anyway, JD, I, I hate to, to bust a hole in your theory, but, but there's a couple of different situations at play there. Um, and again, I maintain that if you, if you are careful about it and quick, obviously you can't be too slow, but if you're quick with it, you can sneak that second ship down in at the very, very bottom or at the very, very top. And I mean, it can be done. 
It can be. Heck, go around. Sneak in from the back. There's a couple of ways to do it. I got a headache. Can we have more masks? I've just got some more beers. That's the. The walls I see in our territories are like solid and two walls. It's like hundreds of ships per system. Well, and, and that, that may be. That may be, but, but I'm here to tell you, even if that's the case, there ain't nobody clicking on you within one second. Okay? I mean, may, maybe they, let's say maybe they click you in a second. Uh, two, uh, two, three seconds. Yeah, I okay. Click in two, three well, seconds. listen, there's a, there's a world of difference in this game between one second and three seconds when it comes to territory capture. All right? You only need enough time to quickly use your thumb, swipe up, scroll to the bottom of the system, dead center, dead bottom point, click that, and send your second ship. All right? I'm not saying that your first ship is going to survive. I'm not saying that. All right? But you, you say that you can't control your entry point. That's true. So that's how you get around it. You're going to sacrifice the first one. Now you can control your entry point for your, for your second, third, fourth, and fifth ships if necessary. And when one of those dies, you can sneak number one back in in a different area. All right? It only takes one sacrificial lamb for you to be able to control your entry point moving forward. Sanzo says, then the second one dies too. Well, <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, then you're not moving fast enough, my friend. And, and you're spawning yourself at a, at a not ideal point. And, and I know you say two to three seconds still isn't a minute. I mean, are you telling me it takes a minute for you to load system view? If it does, then reset your router. No, uh, yeah, a, a minute is long. I mean... It should not take a minute to load not, system view. But I can even play... Uh, ta I can participate in the takeover still on my crypad. Sanzo. And it works with a lot of players active... And almost no lag. Yeah. Sanzo, uh, yeah, Vita calls it a crypad. It's very funny. Um, you say that's how four guys can win versus 50. I mean, I, listen, I, I appreciate your comments. I do. And, and I'm going to be super respectful when I, when I say, you know, if that's how you want to look at it, then fine. Guess what? Those guys are going to continue to beat you because you're refusing to try to find a way to, uh, to beat them. I mean, you know, if you're going to give up, then fine, give up. All right, but but there's ways to to change your strategy to make it work. And and if you are listen, legit, if it's taking you 60 seconds to load system view, then you've got another problem. Free up some memory on your device, check your internet connection, reset your router, because those are not even related processes. All right, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree with Rex. Sixty seconds to load system view is not is not correct. And if that's the case, document it. Turn in a ticket. Try some of the troubleshooting tips shared by the big brains in this community. It, it may help. It takes about uh, eight to Sand. Okay, Sanzo. It doesn't take sixty seconds for points. Not at all. Look at your clock. Fly in. With five seconds to go, for example. Listen, even if you're in battle, you get a point for being there. 
Okay? You don't have to be there for 60 whole seconds. You got to be there when the minute turns. Or I like Snake Eyes. You know what? Snake Eyes wins. Snake Eyes, you win. He says, hell, join the alliance with four people. They obviously have room. You know what? I can't top that. You win, Snake Eyes. That's it. (laughs) They've obviously got roster room, okay? There you go. (laughs) That's the best solution of all of them. Move up. Consolidate. (laughs) We've been talking about that for three months. All right. Move up. Get on the board. There you go. Uh, maybe just invite those four people into another alliance no they're on the board man they got a territory (laughs) people should be joining them (laughs) that's funny that's good listen folks we've had a good after show conversation I'll, uh, I'll have to go back through I think that there's probably some good stuff in here we might be able to upload you know just as a as a BS conversation you know if somebody has absolutely nothing else to do and they want to listen to, you know, long, pointless banter. Because, I mean, there's been some good stuff. We talked about stats. We've talked about shield and mitigation. We've talked about territories and services and strategy. I mean, there's some good stuff in here. Maybe somebody wants to listen to this. and drinking guy. Yeah. (laughs) Scalyback is lit. He told me before the show that he was going to take a shot every time we did a single math problem. And then we started on mitigation. I'm pretty sure he had like a bottle and a half uh, just during the mitigation conversation. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, anyway, there you go. Uh, Folks, I do want to thank you. It's been about uh, two hours here in what we call the Talking Trek After Party Show where we've just had some fun. All right. Um, And, uh, you know, Fat Man said, you know what? And and you know what? I, I go back to... I'll go back and agree with you, Fat Man. He says it's possible there's people that don't know about content creators. There could be some alliances out there that just don't see the benefit of territory capture. Now, I agree. I agree when when you say that people may not know about us or maybe people don't engage with us. I agree. I'm, I mean, 90% of the community has never consumed a single minute of my content. That is statistical fact. 90% of players of this game have never downloaded a single show from me. All right. Now, I'm sure that they know my stuff is out there. If they're on any Discord anywhere, they know my stuff's out there. But but this isn't for everybody. Hell, we've been on the air almost four, four and a half hours tonight. That is too much for a lot of people. Okay? Like, they're not that serious about this game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we're, we're serious, but some other people may not be that serious about this. All right? Um... <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's perfect for grinding. You know, you talk for four <laughs> hours, I'm grinding four been... hours. I get a lot of kills done by listening to you. Uh, yeah, okay, there you go. You've been raiding for a while, so, so there you go. We help pass the time. But, you know, yeah, for some people, this is just too much content for them to consume, and I, I don't blame them. But they could still potentially plug in on the discords, ask their questions, um, and and not only that, but, I mean, a lot of these people don't ask questions and that may be why they don't know you know because they don't seek information maybe they just play you know casually based on what they know and wait based on what they've always done and and that's good enough for them and that's completely fine but but then it's uh, it's hard for that player to have legitimacy 
when they come in and complain that something isn't right when they don't understand it to begin with. You see what I'm saying? So um, I, I get both sides of it. I understand that this is too much content for people. I Listen, I jokingly say that I used to love uh, America's Got Talent. I know there was Britain's Got Talent. There's Australia Loves Got Talent. There's the, you know, the Got Talent franchise, all right? I love that TV show. I love it. But, man, when they went to six hours a week, I couldn't keep up with it. They went to six hours a week. American Idol, when it's on, it's six hours a week. How do people keep up with that kind of stuff? I can't watch six hours a week of one show. I'm three weeks behind or four weeks behind on Discovery, and it's on for 45 minutes a week. I I can't consume that much. So I understand that people can't consume four to five hours of this show in a week. Although, at least luckily, we get people who might be in the car. <laughs> All right? But um, nonetheless, I understand it's not for everybody. I totally get that. But there are still ways to obtain the information. There are still ways to ask your questions. There's still ways to plug in. And, and so I, I don't want to say that I don't have sympathy for those players. But at the same time, my message for the last year since I've been official has been to plug in. Plug in. You will be better if you plug in. And you don't have to consume everything. But at least be on this Discord. I mean, how many how many smart people are on this Discord? I mean, there's at least like four of you. You know? <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. I appreciate everybody who's stuck around. I mean, golly, this has been almost as long as the normal show. We'll clean it up. Uh, we'll mark it explicit because I've, I've used some wordy dirts. Uh, we'll mark it explicit and we will upload it. Uh, and event, again, we don't uh, we don't lock the after party any, anymore, so it'll be available to all. Um, just, of course, be warned. Uh, the explicit language contained within. And, uh, of course, thanks to everybody who's hung out and enjoyed this extra after-party edition of Talking Trek Live where we just kind of hung out, asked some questions, uh, hopped from topic to topic to topic, and, uh, and kind of uh, enjoyed that there. So appreciate you guys also very much. My name is Ultimate DJs. This has been an after-party recording of Talking Trek Live, Star Trek Fleet Command's official after-party. <laughs> uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Love you, mean it. See ya. Bye.